0: Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
1: Time to get qualified to see 38 Special in Las Vegas. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Chris Allo, Tony Gwen Jr., Matt Scraby. On San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3, the fan after more than four decades together. 38 Special remains a fan favorite Southern rock band. You can see them live in concert April 28th. International Theater at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. And you can qualify for a trip to Las Vegas, including two tickets to the show and a two-night stay at Westgate Las Vegas. Scraby wants to get right to the game. It's called Chris versus the Fans.
2: If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself. how'd he do Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize.
1: Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now
2: on 97.3 The Fan.
3: All right, the rules. You have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question, or you win. Chris gets it wrong. Uh, that, that, happens. Happen. That, that happens a couple times.
1: Yeah. I mean. This week alone. All right, Tony Gwynn Jr. is the master of ceremonies. I am. Here he um, is. I don't know who...
3: Is playing though. I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying oh, to get Tony to work. Uh, hasn't
1: gotten the uh, necessary information to perform his no, duties. Com- no,
3: look, Chris. I'm. No, computer's frozen. Computer's frozen. All right. Well, can I call up the people? Or no? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Oh, it's, unf- to- it's unfrozen now. It's unfrozen. It's catching
4: now. up. I'm watching it on, on the Zoom right now. It's very annoying. And all the buttons that he just finished pushing 100 times are, are just all now. Power now the they're
3: account. coming. Yes. <laughs> that is an issue with me, is I get a little too crazy, and then all the buttons hit like at the same time. All right, we're ready to go now. Patience. All right, my friend. our first
4: contestant of the day, Mark. Mark, welcome to the show.
3: Hey, guys. Thank you. How's it going? Very, very good, Mark. Very, Mark. very good. How are you? How are you? Right. Mark, you're
0: awesome. awesome. Ready for some trivia. Nice.
1: Right. You're, oh, not a, uh, you're not a Philadelphia fan, are you, Mark?
0: Oh, no. Definitely no. not. Born and raised in San Diego. Yeah,
1: Because there was a famous caller back at the old station back in the day. Mm. Mark from Bay Park. Oh. I always remember it because it rhymed. Oh, he and is? And he was a big mm. Philly fan. Oh, this is Mark in Bay Park and right this here. this is Mark from Bay Park as I, well. For a second there, so, I was like, what is Chris one. talking about? Different I different <laughs> yeah, the screener. Different Mark.
4: All right, go for All it. All right, here we go. First. first. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith just got a big extension with the Seahawks. What team was he originally drafted by?
3: Oh, man. NFL. Okay. Uh, let's go with the Jets. I don't know. Oh. Uh, you are a good player. Because that it, is correct. You got it. Mm-hmm. That, that was
0: all intuition. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two.
4: <laughs> Who was the first major league player to pitch a ball, to throw a ball over 100 miles per hour? Pitch a
3: ball. Copy and paste, right <laughs> there.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was definitely before Randy Johnson. Yeah. Don't know. All
3: right. No problem.
1: No problem. Mr. L.O. for the
2: steal.
3: Was it Lynn Nolan Ryan? I would love to see a fastball thrown at you for calling him Lynn.
1: <laughs>
4: Sorry, hey, Mark. Thank you. You should have seen Scraby like, almost bounce to hit the buzzer.
2: He was so excited. You, before for, you
4: uh, added Nolan Ryan at the end of that right yeah, there. Nolan yeah, Nolan Ryan. Yeah. Alright, let's go to yeah. our next contestant Robert, Full name. welcome to the show Full name, Happy Lynn, Friday Nolan Ryan.
2: Happy Friday guys, how's my
4: nemesis doing? Oh, oh. the nemesis is on point Yes, today. yes
3: this is He's your nemesis He's got ice going through his veins <laughs> I'm a here clown we, Here we hey. go
1: for,
4: <laughs> Here we go, first question What city do they play the Mountain West
3: Tournament? at? Las Vegas.
1: Yeah, you're rolling, right?
4: Vegas, baby.
3: I'm just trying to get people past the first question over here. Yeah, I
4: can tell. Question number two. Who was the first WNBA player to dunk in a playoff
1: game? Brittany Griner? Nice job. Wow. Nice job.
4: Very the, good. The key Robert. part of that question is playoff
1: game. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz
4: Lisa good. Leslie was the first one to dunk a basketball in the WNBA. Here we yes. go. Question number 3. For the win.
1: Take it right down.
4: What player won the American League MVP award in 1989 without making the All-Star team?
1: Who's it, Tony? Jose Canseco. Jose
4: Canseco.
3: Stay there. What
4: year was Chris, it? Chris. The question is: What player won the American League MVP award in 1989 without making the All Star team? Jose Canseco,
1: 1988. Robin Yount, 1989.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Robert.
1: Missed it by that much, Robert. Almost, man. That was he answered close.
4: that like he was like really on Jeopardy, though. Right there, like that was like. One of those type of answers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was. I know my. I'm good on MVPs from the 70s and 80s. How, though? You give me MVPs like now, like three years ago, I'd never get it. All
4: right, Cooper, our next contestant. Welcome to the show. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, guys. Hey, Cooper. What's up, Cooper? First question Who was the last Padres player inducted? Into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, Trevor Hoffman. There you go. Very nice. There
1: we're there. on nice to show. question number two. It's about time for another one. Yeah, send us to Cooperstown. Why not? Yeah, are we anywhere close to getting anyone? <laughs> uh, Manny will <laughs> really? probably be the next one. Yeah. Manny, so, yeah. Well, we're going to have to hang on for a while.
4: Which current Chicago Cubs pitcher won MVP? Of the WBC in 2017
3: for the USA team. Oh, man. I don't think I have any clue here. I'm going <laughs> to
0: guess. I don't even know a Cubs pitcher.
3: I don't, I don't even have to pass All right. <clears throat> Stay there, though. I only know
1: because you talked about it like yesterday or maybe the day before on the show. Marcus Stroman. We did talk about this? Yeah, we talked about uh the 2017 WBC Sorry, and how he pitched the last game and anyway. Sorry about that, Cooper. Bad luck for you. That was that likely
4: a you a you and uh, when I say you I mean Sandy and Chris. Oh. Oh. Uh, conversation because I don't re- think I, I don't remember that either. That. That's
3: why I put the question in there because well, I was surprised must have you. been in my dreams
4: then, guys. It's <laughs> <laughs> very possible. Let's go to our next contestant. Jerry, come on down. Doo, doo, doo. Dun, dun. How are we doing today,
0: guys? Hi
4: Jerry, good. Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Let's go, buddy. Hey, can I Hi, give Jerry. you an honorable
0: mention, San Diego State player?
4: Of course. Give me one.
0: Happens to be my father, Jack Shawcroft. He was in there. He played
2: from '63 to '65, and just
3: got put into the Hall of Fame. Oh, the wow! Mister Shawcroft. Yes. Right. I'm gonna take Tony Gwynn off the list and put. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough.
4: Oh, fair that. enough. To well, each his own. Yeah. And if you it, take yeah.
1: Skylar Spencer off the list, you can t- never. I'm <laughs> never, never taken of off Nathan
4: <laughs> Mensah. ever. All right, here we go. Question number one. We just talked about them not too long ago. What NCAA team, what college team, did Kimball Walker play for? Connecticut. Yuck. Econ is correct. Chris, yuck. <laughs> On to question number two. What Baltimore Orioles manager was ejected from, for a record 91 games?
3: Earl Weaver. Wow. Hey. Hey. Fever. And my my favorite note is that he was once ejected from both games of a doubleheader.
1: That's right, Earl didn't mess around. Question number three: That record's never going to be broken. These guys don't even argue with the umpires anymore. That's true. they Are not as much. Yeah.
4: Jerry's which Toronto Raptors? Which Toronto Raptors head coach was fired the same year? That he was named NBA Coach of the Year in
2: 2018.
3: The time on NBA TV. His name is. I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know his name. Stay there. look for the steel,
1: Jerry. I think you're good. I I can picture him too on NBA TV, but I don't know his name either. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lead, right? Oh, wait. Oh, oh, no. oh, here it comes. Oh, don't, no, don't is, you get it now. <laughs> no, I don't think this is right. I'll say Alvin Gentry, but I don't oh, think that's Alvin right.
4: Gentry. I don't think that's it. Where is it at, Scraby? Where is it. It. Where is
3: it at, Scraby? You're missing it. I know, I know. You know, this
4: This whole thing has been a dumpster fire.
3: Oh,
1: yeah, but I Here's still Alvin. don't know his name. What's his name? Dwayne Casey? Dwayne Casey, yeah. Uh,
4: all right, very good. Hey Jerry, who is Jerry, now the Pistons' winner, head, who's now the Pistons' uh head coach now. So. Very good. So he's all not right. on
1: NBA TV. Jerry, yeah, that's not the same guy we're thinking of. <laughs> okay. Well, he was
4: on NBA TV oh, at one point. All right. He's oh. not on NBA TV anymore. Well,
1: however you look at it, Jerry, you are a winner today. Congratulations to you. And uh thanks to your dad for his great work at San Diego State. We'll yeah. definitely work him in as a uh as a uh Honorable, Honorable mention legend. candidate next time. There you go. Very good. All right. There's our Chris versus the fans today. Jerry is going to get qualified for a trip to Las Vegas. Don't forget, a little bit later in the program, we'll give you a chance to qualify for a trip to Peoria to see a Padres spring training game. So don't go too far away. Uh, Scribby, can we break now? I know that traffic isn't quite ready. Traffic is not quite ready, but we yes, do we do have can Mark break Ziegler now. coming yes. up from the. Uh, sending a union tribune to uh, help us preview tonight's semifinal game Aztecs and San Jose state from Las Vegas. That's next as Gwyn and Chris rolls on.
0: Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024 brought to you by team mobile. You can count on team mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5g network.
2: It's time to support your favorite MLB superstars and let your voice be heard with the 2024 MLB all-star ballot presented by BuildSubmarines.com. Oh, Shot. That's right. You get to help choose the starting lineups for the Midsummer Classic, and decide who represents your team at the MLB All-Star Game presented by Mastercard this summer in Arlington. He makes the play. So make your picks today at MLB.com/vote. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
4: Four eighteen on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ellis, Matt Scraby. Padres, after getting a win, take one on the chin in what was the quickest game I can I think I've ever done in baseball two hours and four minutes, um, not a lot of offense, good pitch, one nothing ball game. Royals get to win. All right, let's uh, jump to the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Is is Mark with us already? Excuse me. Yes, is yes. Okay, let's go to the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Mark Ziegler,
0: Union Tribune, joins us. Mark, uh, how are you, first and foremost? Doing great, just getting ready to go to the arena and see some basketball tonight, see what happens.
4: Before we talk about uh, tonight's matchup, let's let's go back to the previous matchup. The Aztecs get a close win. What did you see as... Um, the reason that game was so close, is it's just two teams that know each other so well in the third matchup?
0: It's a little bit of that. I think just the way this tournament and a lot of these tournaments are set up where you have play-in games and then you get into the quarterfinals and the quarterfinal team hasn't played at all. And you're playing against a team that played the night before, won a game in a tournament, knows the arena the sight lines, feels good about itself, got a little bit of momentum going, a little bit of good mojo and uh i think there's a little bit of that going on too and it, san Diego states won 16 straight of these quarterfinal games but a lot of them have been just like this i mean i've seen so many of them that i, I i'm used to it now and almost predict it now so it's one of those things where you know san Diego state just kind of ground through it and when it came time to win they won
1: yeah but dutch said after the game at least in your article that uh, everybody who saw this game knows we were a little bit lucky to win it i mean should we give the Aztecs at least a little credit for hanging in and finding a way to win it, Mark?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, it's a veteran team, and and uh, they won it with their defense once again. Um, they uh, they missed a couple free throws down the stretch, uh, although they did screw up one defensive sequence when Dutch called the timeout to set something up, and it didn't work out. Uh, but when it you know when they needed to get stops, they got two stops on maybe the best player in the Mountain West, Isaiah Stevens. Once uh, you know. Uh, Nathan Mensah contested a layup and grabbed the rebound. And another time, uh, he shot a fall away, and uh, they got the offensive board, and then Nathan Mensa blocked the follow. So, um, you know, that's kind of what they've been known for is their DNA, and that's how they win games, and, and I guess we should just be used to it by now.
4: Mark, where are you at with this 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 ball club in terms of the opportunity they may have to maybe move up if they can – Win this tournament? Is there any? Do you see there being any shot at that
0: at this point in terms of seeding? No, I I really don't, and it's unfortunate. There should be, but I mean, they're like they've been sitting on this five-six line for a couple weeks now, and I just don't. You know, I don't I don't see the the tournament selection committee sitting in its room in New York, going, "All right, let's watch these Mountain West semifinals. Uh, one of them starts at nine 30. Easter, and the other one's going to start probably after midnight and end at about 2.30 in the morning, um, when they have to wake up tomorrow and, you know, really kind of sort of finalize the the bracket. And I, I just think they probably got San Diego State slotted in, and they are what they're going to be. And I think it's going to be a six. Uh, I think, you know, San Diego State's hoping it's going to be a five. And I, I, there's there's a chance. But the five that, that I've seen most commonly right now are TCU, Miami, uh, Duke, um, in Iowa State, and all four of those teams won yesterday in their conference tournament. And so I think they're probably going to be locked in. If they lose today, it's, it's going to be to a team that's probably, uh, seated or ranked above them. And so it's not going to really hurt them. Uh, so I mean, outside chance, I guess, if the Aztecs win this thing, they can get to a five, but I think they might be slotted in there at the, on the sixth line.
1: You know, Mark, you wrote before the uh, the tournament started that you know the way this uh, Mountain West is set up with the three games in three days and the physical grind and the whole thing. Maybe it wouldn't be the world's worst thing if the Aztecs didn't get to the championship for a change. They've been there twelve of the last fourteen years, and I think you posted in your article that the last what eleven, twelve teams that have made the Mountain West final have all lost their first NCAA yeah. tournament game. So maybe if the Aztecs lose one tonight, I shouldn't be brokenhearted. Although I know I will be because I'm a fan.
0: Yeah, and that's the hard thing. I mean, look, this team is wired to win, and that's why they win. You know, these guys just want to win, and so you can't tell these guys, "Hey, look, it's probably better off for us not to win." And I don't really think it would be, but I mean, that's the way college basketball is set up. That you play games, you have a team that wants to win, and they win. I mean, you saw that yesterday. If they really weren't that interested in this in this tournament and cutting down nets they probably wouldn't have hung around late, you know. yesterday and they probably would have just kind of gone away and gone home, but that's just not who they are. And so I think you just have to understand that and deal with it. And I think the thing that people can hope for uh, is that they get a Friday game, in the NCAA tournament, uh, because I think they're going to win today. Um, you know, once they get past that first game, now their depth really takes over and now they're playing a, a, a San Jose State team that doesn't have a ton of depth that played in overtime. Their best player played 45 minutes yesterday. San Diego State has had more rest because they played first. Uh, they are nine deep. Uh, I just think it becomes harder and harder for teams to to knock them off. Maybe you can get them in the final, but the semis is really hard. So, uh, yeah, it, it would help them a lot probably uh, since the last team to win actually win a game in the NCAA tournament for the Mountain West was Nevada. And they got blown out in the semifinals, went home, licked their wounds, and then went to the Sweet 16.
4: Mark Ziegler joins the San Diego Union Tribune on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And, Mark, you know, oftentimes we talk about how deep this team is and how it could be a different guy on each night. Uh, I'm interested because you're around this team a lot. Who are the, the leaders of this ball club outside of Matt Bradley?
0: Uh, the the leader of this team is a Rope. I mean, he is, mm-hmm. he is the guy. He's the guy who calls team meetings. He's the guy who gets people together. But I also think because they have so many veterans, they all kind of lead themselves, you know, they all kind of speak yeah. up. They all have voices. Um, they all will say things, you know, Lamont Butler's tried to become a little bit more of a vocal leader this year. Um, you know, I don't know if a guy like Darian Tremel just jumped into the team this year is, is a vocal leader, but he, he does speak up at, at times as well because he's been around the block. He's been through the basketball college basketball wars. And so he knows, you know, he knows what he knows. And so, it, it, but it, it, it is your typical veteran team. I mean, I guess, you know, they start basically all seniors uh, and except for one junior, and, and, and then you got seniors coming off the bench. So, it's you know, Coach Dutcher talks about player-led teams and coach-driven teams, and the best teams are always player-led teams. And, and this team, for the most part, not always, but for the most part is a player-led team.
1: Mark, another thing you wrote about was the fact that no matter what happens this week, weekend or week, I guess, in the Mountain West tournament, no matter what they've accomplished this season, which is, I believe, if I'm correct, going back to one of your stories, their 18th year in a row winning 19 or more games.
2: Yeah. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. I mean, that is insane how great that is. And, you know, all of the NSA tournaments and all of the banners. But if they, if they lose their first game next week, and Brian Dutcher knows this, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to say, well, this team was another failure. And that's just yeah. a shame considering all they've accomplished and all of the all of the things they've done.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would give you two words of that, Fred Trenkel. I mean, he's a real nice guy, but remember the Fred Trenkel years? And I think fans quickly forget that. I mean, this is – and you know, this is a team that was playing in Peterson Gym in front of, you know, a couple hundred fans and was maybe one of the five worst programs in Division One,
2: yeah. And that
0: was – you know, that was less than 25 years ago. And, and you know, it's funny because I, I hear all the criticism. I get emails from fans. And there were a lot of criticisms about yesterday's game, about substitution rotations, about, you know, plays they're diagramming late and uh, Dutch and his staff don't know what they're doing. And, you know, at a certain point, you've got to say, they've won 16 straight quarterfinal yeah. games. They're playing a team tonight in San Jose State for perspective's sake Okay, that won its first Mountain West tournament game ever yesterday. They've been to this tournament nine years. They won their first game yesterday, and so uh, you know it, this this program has gotten so good that I think people start to take for granted the success. Now it doesn't mean, and Brian Dutch is very candid about this. It doesn't mean you shouldn't want more, but I think it also means you know what they're trying to say is appreciate a little bit what we've done. Yeah. Um, you know, they've won fifteen. Uh, and if they if they win this tournament, it'll be 16 regular season or conference tournament titles, right? In the Mountain West. Yeah. Well, the next best team is eight, and that's New Mexico. And then the next best team after them is four. That's UNLV. So it, it's it's just amazing uh, and remarkable what they've been able to do and, and been able to sustain. But look, we live in a society and, and a capitalist uh, society where everybody wants more, and so the more is you got to start winning the NCAA tournament.
4: <laughs> guess, that's it. You know that happens. That happens all the time, right? You just win the NCAA tournament. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I spent most of my what childhood, most of my teenage, all of my teenage years watching bad basketball, and I remember it very well. I'm <laughs> more than excited to see what we have right now, and uh, you know, it just, just all we need is the ball to bounce our way. Uh, that, that's really all there is left. Uh, Mark, as always, man, appreciate you coming on here. And, and, uh, and spending some time with us talking some Aztec basketball.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks,
1: Mark.
4: Indeed. Mark Ziegler, San Diego U- Union Tribune, on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit the today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. That was off the top of the dome, by the way. Whoa. Oh, Reed, well baby. done. That yeah. is well working done. well. You know, <laughs>
1: Mark said that it would probably be better for them to lose tonight so that they get the rest going into the NCAA tournament. I said the same thing to Scraby earlier today, that I'm trying to talk myself into the being okay if they lose tonight. But you know what, Tony? The minute okay I sit down it. to watch that game tonight, I lose, I'm going to be ticked off. Because no, I'm a no, fan. I, can... I like to
4: I win mean, every it... game. I can't help yeah, it. Yeah, no. I, I think I don't know. I think winning, I think winning breeds more winning. I don't know if there's any more scenario where yeah you lose a game. That's that so often backfires. So often backfires. So um, you know, I if they lose, they lose. But I, I certainly want them to win for sure. For sure. Yeah. Now for my own sake.
1: Yep, yeah, you're right. You're right. The memories that go with cutting down nets, you can't take those away. And no, it's fun to can't. do that. Cut down nets. I like
3: the Dutcher trust fall, too. That is. That oh, is, when he goes back. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen
1: that, Tony? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, when Dutcher, he, yeah. When Dutcher great. cuts down the nets, it's become a little bit of a tradition the last few years. He'll go to the top of the ladder, and he'll backwards fall
3: into the arms of his teammate, yeah. his team. It's called a trust fall because you trust that the people are going to catch you from hitting the ground. Yeah, <laughs> that's such
1: trust right there. That
3: is a Brian Dutcher staple now. Yeah, and there actually Mark wrote about that the other day about the trust fall. I I love the trust fall from Brian yeah. Dutcher. Yeah,
4: Mark Mark's going to get to a point where you know he's not going to like that kind of feeling of falling backwards even if there is somebody <laughs> yeah. there behind the catcher. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to break. Scraby's got a big five lined up for us. Scraby, you got anything good this week good, or today?
3: Of course, I have stuff that's great today. Of course, right. um, we have no Noah Sindergaard is having a great spring, and I want to ask you guys something about him in the Big Five. Oh. Thor. I don't know if we can call him Thor anymore. Why not? Because he's on the Dodgers. Because he's not. You know, he's not with the Mets anymore. That's not the question. Does he... though. I thought we look like Thor. He possibly does. Yeah. Okay. Thor right. right. was the first way. place.
1: Alright, welcome back. 4.57 is the time. Thanks again to Mark Ziegler, San Diego Union Tribune, getting us ready for tonight's Aztec-San Jose State game. A game that Mark Ziegler said the Aztecs are going to win. Said they're tough to beat in the semifinals. Depth will take over. We'll see what happens. They kick, uh, tip it off rather, at 6.30 this evening. Uh, Crisello, Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace Studios. Tony Gwynn Jr. in Peoria. Uh, cross town there in surprise. The Padres fell to the Kansas City Royals 1-0 today in a game that took a mere two hours and four minutes to play. A couple of quick notes, sad passings in the world of sports today. Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl wide receiver Otis Taylor, one of the heroes of Super Bowl four way back when, when the Chiefs upset the Minnesota Vikings. Otis Taylor passed away today, as did uh, – a legendary name in baseball, uh, at least a family member of a legendary name, Jesus Alou. He was the brother of uh, manager Felipe Alou and the uh, uncle of uh, Moises Alou. Uh, how about this, Tony Gwynn Jr.? Felipe Alou, Jesus Alou, and their other brother, brother Matty Alou, all played in the same outfield one year for the San Francisco Giants. I knew that, yeah. How about that, huh? All That's three of them sweet, out there yeah. fly ball the, to alou the, to alou <laughs> yeah somebody out there catch it but uh yeah he I would like to see somebody
4: today. I would like to see that scorecard for somebody a
1: there you go. All right Scraby, you ready for a big five? Of course I am. Let's check traffic and then play ball.
3: This hour is sponsored by 5-Hour Energy. Visit fivehourenergy.com. Remember college? Well, I barely do, but 5-Hour Energy did get me through. The energized feeling you relied on back then still works today. Rediscover 5-Hour Energy. It'll get you through again. Visit fivehourenergy.com. Number five. Now, we have this Noah Syndergaard question, but we also have that LeBron James. Oh, Tony's going to Tony, be happy Tony, with that one. I looked one. at Tony in the screen and his, his antennas. Perked up big time. Yeah, he's getting closer and closer to, hear to this the screen. One. I did not say any of this. I'm just bringing oh, it to the big just, five. Uh, you're just per- perpetuating this. I'm going to have to turn the camera away while we do this big five so Tony can't stare at me. But uh, that's coming at number four. One of the pitchers the Padres faced in the NLCS is now with the Dodgers. Noah Sindergaard is looking to reclaim an ace reputation that's gone missing since he was an all-star and a receiver of some Cy Young award votes in 2016. In spring, he's been nearly flawless in his two outings for the Dodgers. He's faced 16 batters, struck out four of them, only given up one hit, and has walked no one. It's spring training, yes, but Chris, do you think Noah Sindergaard is going to be a problem for the Padres this year? I hope not. Actually, I don't think anybody's going to be a
1: problem for the Padres this okay. year. All not right. with their offense. Okay. But, yeah, Syndergaard has a chance to rebound. A lot of guys come to come to the Dodgers and seem to pitch well. It's happened many times. So, it wouldn't be a stunning development as far as I'm concerned. But, what is he, about three, four years removed from his ace? Well,
3: 2016 is form.
1: when everything went right for him. 2016. That's so seven, seven years, years ago. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not worried about him because I'm, I'm not going to worry about any of the
3: Padres. Uh, worry Dodgers. about any of the
1: Padres' opponents.
3: Okay, Tony, do you think Noah Syndergaard is going to be a problem for the Padres this year?
1: Uh, what do you mean by problem?
4: I mean, will he is he going to give him be fits? good enough to beat the Padres? Yes, uh, I think I could see that, but I don't. As Chris said, I don't see the Padres having like they're not going to be. There's not going to be a matchup that they are running from. You know what I'm saying? Like. Most of these pitchers are going to be running from that matchup. Yeah. So, uh, but I I do think Noah looked good in the start against the Padres, the two or three innings he threw that last start. Um, And he's not, and it's not the Noah Syndergaard that you're used to seeing. Like, it's not the 99 100 overpowering. He's kind of like he's pitching. So,
3: we'll see. Um, real quick, someone reminded me today of when Trevor Bauer in spring training against the Padres threw with his one eye. <laughs> whatever with his one Please eye Please don't gloves. remind me. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Number four. All right, I'm going to get serious now. We all know LeBron James's fitness level is on another level. Or fitness is on another level. Some may say he's superhuman. Former MMA fighter turned UFC analyst Chael Sonnen says he's not superhuman. Because LeBron James takes PEDs. Here is Chael on the
2: Flagrant 2 podcast talking about it. The answer like, if the world understood what LeBron did, like other basketball players will hear what LeBron does and go, well, well, yeah, but that doesn't matter, right? You're It's like a baseball player. You're hitting a stick out of the way. It doesn't matter. It's like, no, no, no. If you knew what these performance answers did, then you would know why it does matter. What you know, do you there's, think he's There's doing? only one. We have, we have the same drug guy. If you will, I know exactly what he's doing. But there's only one golfer. Please tell. There's only one golfer. I'm not going to. But there's there's only one golfer that follows the big three. The big three is EPO, growth hormone, testosterone. That's the Lance Armstrong diet. There's one golfer, but it's Tiger Woods. Like, yes, it does matter. People will say it all the time. But it doesn't matter. John Daly wanted it. It's like, it. It matters. Trust me that it matters. EPO matters. It's the reason LeBron takes it. It matters. Hmm. And if other basketballers what understood what it do? did, EPO increases your red blood cells which gives you endurance so you can play all game long. You can shoot in the fourth more quarter just blood like cells, you shot the fourth More oxygen in point. your red yes. blood cells. Okay, yes. got, you, got it, you. It's the king of performance enhancers.
3: All right, so that's what Chael said on the Flagrant 2 podcast. And obviously, I mean, this is a major accusation that's kind of um, gone under the radar because I, I found it a couple days ago and then I haven't seen it well, since. Well, thank
1: goodness you brought it to light, Scraby, because it seems like a very uh, responsible take on this guy's part.
3: Tony, what are your thoughts on what he said? I
4: can't tell you what my real thoughts are. No.
3: <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, look who this, yeah, look who it is. Look who it's it coming.
1: From. Look who it's on, coming man. From.
3: You mean, don't, you don't even know who he is, Chris. You told me that earlier. Exactly. But I can <laughs> tell by listening to him. I mean, has didn't he get popped? He did, PEDs? and he, and he's open that he still takes PEDs for like. Good uh, for him.
4: Listen, that's not the that's not the issue. Him taking PEDs is is not the issue. The issue is him giving unfounded. Uh, what do you call this? Gossip about LeBron James. I mean, prove it. Like I, we we got enough people that just talk and make up stuff as it is. Like prove it. Where where's your proof? Show me that he's taking EPO. Show me that because he also said he I know what drugs
3: he's taking. Tell he didn't he didn't bother to give out that information. Well, no. he said that he the guy was like, "Can you please tell us?" And he goes, "I'm not yeah, going to tell you. He
4: said, I'm not going to." What, what? Why bring it up then? Other than to get a few clicks, get a few people, more people to listen to that podcast. It's you know, it's a bunch of BS,
3: Chris. I already told you what I think. You agree with him that LeBron is... If
1: you can't back up anything, don't make these claims. That's like like me
4: going on TV and just making up something about you, Scrape. Like, uh, Scrape takes steroids all the time. I see it. (laughs)
3: Like,
4: we... We could just that's that's basically what he did.
1: Well, if we took one look at Scraby, oh we my would know goodness, that that was not do not even go that route. Do not even go that route.
3: I am losing weight, Chris. You're looking good, my friend. Oh, thank you. Looking good, Doesn't my sound friend. like you think that, but yeah. okay. <laughs> no, I know it's is when I saw this clip, I was like, well, Ch- I have to take what he says with the grain of salt because he he was Who is like, he again. He was a UFC fighter and he was okay. very um good. He was kind of like he was very good at talking before and after the Here's fight.
4: Here's the thing is he wasn't always he wasn't always uh this this type of entertainment. Like he used to be like I mean, I learned some things listening to him talk about MMA. But now he this is this is this is his act now, it seems like.
3: All right. Sorry, LeBron. Chris made me do it. The Saints have offered a restructured deal to quarterback Jameis Winston. Sources told ESPN's Diana Russini today. Winston, who has one year remaining on his two-year deal he signed in 2022, has until the start of the new league year on Wednesday to accept the offer or he's going to be released, uh, sources told Diana Russini. Now, if you were Jameis Winston because you're going to have to take a pay cut and you're going to have to take a backup role – with Derek Carr coming to town Chris would you continue to seek out a starting quarterback job
1: I think so if I've you know had any belief in myself at all yeah why would I want to accept a deal just to sit behind a guy that I have no chance to beat out
3: because you're under contract
1: yeah but if I can turn down this offer and get out of it's, where I'm at right that, can that could do that
4: that that same that same logic could be used and them asking him to take a uh, pay cut. Like, which you signed me to this contract. Yeah, you're right. It could be. You signed me to this contract. What do you mean
3: you're going to release me? because I want to take less? You yeah. signed this contract. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> okay. I get it. He signed the contract. Um, I Do we think that he still has what it takes to be a starter? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't think it's definitely clear that he doesn't. Okay, that's a good way of putting it. You know, you I mean, go. he
1: hasn't played in a year or two, but I, I don't think it's impossible.
3: Tony, are you going to be keeping Jameis Winston in fantasy football this year? <laughs>
1: no, I won't.
3: Man, I'm really taking a Tony lot of shots on Tony looked out so
1: big time last year, man. He had Jameis Winston. He got hurt. He went scouring the dumpster he did. And came up with Geno Smith who would throws more touchdowns than anybody in the league.
3: <laughs> probably probably the best pickup of the year. It's got to be the best yeah. pickup of the, <laughs> the year. Which is, why the,
4: which is why the Jameis Winston doesn't end up looking all that bad. It because doesn't. I it doesn't somehow got Geno
3: Smith. Yeah. And then if Jameis Winston did something, it would have been a genius move. So you're okay. You're okay. Um, We talked about it yesterday. Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks are going back and forth trading insults of each other. And last night, Dylan Brooks got the last laugh for now because the Grizzlies beat the Warriors 131-110. And after the game, Dylan Brooks was asked about the feud and you know he was going to bring up stuff.
0: But like, what was the message that you had to Draymond?
3: That's what I do. I talk. And, you know, I told him. I told I, I told him
4: that, um, you know, keep that mic. Keep that mic. He's better at the mic than pooping. You know what I'm saying? So keep doing this podcast. Keep blogging. Keep doing this thing off the court. You know, it's
3: cute. It's fun. For him. It's cute. It's fun. Um, that was Dylan Brooks. He kind of butchered the punchline. I feel bad for him, but he, he still recovered very well. Um my question, Tony, is do you think this Dylan Brooks Draymond Green is a good rivalry? Yes.
4: Is it good for good as in it's like good for as basketball? In like, do you for are,
3: are you interested no not because I know it is, but are you interested in this rivalry?
4: Uh yeah, I am, but I, I think Memphis has gotta win or it's not it's not a rivalry. I'm interested in the spat between Draymond and and Dylan Brooks. Right, because I have you got to respect Taylor Brooks. from the standpoint, of, he ain't backing down, regardless of how we may view this actual rivalry. That's not a rivalry. He's pushing the line like it is, and he's not. It seems like he's going to be relentless about it. And last night, he tried his best to get under Draymond's yes, skin. He, he did. really did. But Draymond is too smart. Yeah. Draymond not only avoided taking the bait, but also got like a little. I don't want to say a cheap shot, but he also be able, was able to put his hands on his face at one point yes, during that game yeah. last night. So you know, at the end of the day, Draymond's going to always be able to say, "You haven't beat me in the playoffs yet. You haven't you haven't won a title yet." So from that standpoint, Dylan Brooks is going to keep losing, but I don't think he cares, which kind of makes this entertaining.
3: Yeah, it does. It, you want this rivalry to be somewhat real to, to keep like you
4: almost up. want the in some ways you need the the Grizzlies to win. You know, one
3: of these like playoffs matches, and now we can have a real discussion in terms of that. <laughs> Chris, what do you think about this uh, Draymond Green, J- Dylan Brooks rivalry? Yeah, I think it's good.
1: I mean, I, I I like some good trash talk. It gets me to tune in. You know, yeah, it does. I mean, I I want to see these guys play, but I want to see them. I want to see them get into something heated on the court. You know,
3: they kind of did last night when they were yeah.
4: It
1: was it was Draymond
4: of... he, he he scored a bucket and turned and purposely was like putting his face in Draymond's face. Yeah. And so Draymond put his hand he didn't push his face, he just kinda kept his hand on his chin. Yeah. And the ball like in his face. So it
3: was <laughs> it was it was uh it was it was good. It was good. Number one. All right, we talked about this earlier this week, but Jets players are going all out on social media to try and get Aaron Rodgers into uh, on their team. Uh, Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, and Garrett Wilson did something last night in another social media attempt oh, to bring him gosh. to the Jets. We've all seen your the best
4: pic- running back and your best wide receiver <laughs> and, <laughs> and the audition. best
3: corner, the rookie of the year on offense, the rookie of the year on defense, <laughs> and then possibly someone who could have won the rookie of the year in Brees Hall until he got hurt. But we've all seen the picture of Sauce with a cheese head on after the Jets beat the Packers last season. He also said earlier this week he's going to burn the cheese head if it helps Aaron Rodgers come to the Jets. He already did burn it. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. They did burn the cheese head for everyone to see. In order to get Rodgers to their team, it was a pretty funny video. They threw the cheese head onto the fire, and then they all just were talking about different stuff. But this isn't really an Aaron Rodgers topic. We've already talked about this a million times, but it's a Zach Wilson topic, the – A high draft pick that the Jets had a couple years ago. Chris, do you think that Zach Wilson ever wins his team's respect back? The Jets? Yeah. Not likely. Because these people are openly cheering for him not to play. (laughs) When they made shirts for Mike White, and now they're on social media doing this. Yeah, I think it's unlikely. I mean, it's going to take something
1: extreme to happen. Like Aaron Rodgers comes to New York. Zach Wilson holds on as a backup clipboard carrier. Comes and in and Yeah, comes in and saves a couple of games. But until that happens, no, I don't think they have a lot of faith in this guy. I think he lost the room with that one speech. Yes. Yep. And I yep. don't think he's ever recovered from it. He hasn't been savvy enough. He hasn't got the right direction from, you know, the people around him to say the right things to recover from that. So, yeah, I think that holds up. and What was it basically he said was that, you know, it wasn't my fault. Right?
3: Yeah. After a loss. Yeah. Even though it was his fault. It's
1: going to be pretty hard for him
3: to overcome that, obviously. Yeah. Tony, do you think he'll ever get the respect back?
4: No. I think. (laughs) No. Once once the rookie wide receiver comes in and already kind of called you out during the regular season, and then he's openly asking uh, Aaron Rodgers to come be his uh,
3: quarterback. Yeah
4: the quarterback like come on like there's no coming back from that
3: there is no there is coming no
4: back coming from back from that he as chris said the day he stood up on that podium and they said do you think you know the defense doing such and such you, you feel like you you know
3: you're not living up to your end of the deal kind of thing and he said no
4: he um, said no with a straight face and then like moved to the next question like i can't believe you asked me that
3: nope like, that was so rude that you asked me that and meanwhile his yeah. teammates are there's busy no coming back from him. that all right It's a wrap <laughs> That's it for the Big Five. When we get back, we have some Padre stuff to talk about. We have to tell you about Craig Stammen, Drew Pomerantz. A lot ahead here on Gwyn and Chris 97.3 The Fan.
0: Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.